episode 11. What's up, everybody? My name is Niall Lundgren. I am here with Samir Vogan. And today on the Broker That Never Sleeps podcast, we are going to talk about the Huxley. It's our newest new development project at 181 East 101st Street in East Harlem, right on 3rd Avenue, right next to the police station and fire department. This project was built ground up by Wonderworks, who's one of the premier developers in New England and New York City. They're amazing, have incredible finishes, incredible products, and we are going to talk about that today with Samir Bogan. Before we get into that, the first thing that I want to do is I want to make sure that you hit the like button, the notification button, and that subscribe button because it makes me uh, feel good. And uh, just for making me feel good, by the way, here's a picture of me and Samir when we first started in the business had no clue what was going on or he did. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Um, so, look, I really appreciate all of you so much for hitting the like button, subscribe button, and the notification bell. If you have any questions, just hit me in the, the comment section or on the DM, and I'll be sure to, to get back to you. So today, Samir Vogan is my guest. Welcome, Samir. What's going on, everybody? So, no. uh, yeah, man, just really excited to have you on today. It's very exciting to, to just sit down with you and um, just have a conversation about the Huxley, which is uh, the new development project that we took over earlier this year Mm -hmm. or sorry earlier in 2020 so probably 10 months ago nine months ago um and i just i just want you to to just talk to me a little bit about it in your own words uh how we got the project how we started working the project um and the things that you know you you, you've learned from uh, from running the project sure yeah i mean uh so you know i I live on the upper east side so i live probably 12 blocks away from from um from the the Huxley and it was last winter um you know the agents that were on the building and, and all over in, in new development in general um uh, you know it's a time to take holiday and and uh go off and you know do different things but you know as the company was reaching out and some of the leadership um here at Sir Hant was reaching out and hey is anyone can anyone cover this or can anyone cover that Yada yada, you know, I live in the area and, and stepped up and, and thought that, uh, you know, they reached out to me and thought that, you know, I'd be good for uh, doing some showings and covering them for about a month while uh, while they just were gone. And so, you know, we even had, you know, Stephen, who's doing things at Quay. So, you know, as a team in general, we were active, still in the area. We built our team as such in different locations. And it just so happened that uh, I was able to take care of that. And, and so, you know, when... As we do when we take over, you know, any project or anything, we go we go all out. You know, absolutely, we don't, we don't half-ass anything on our team, or um, it's just not the way we roll. So obviously, if we're if we're gonna get a, you know, an awesome-looking new development building, great finishes, Italian custom finishes, all of that, um, the building was still not completely done yet. But nobody done, was moving in. Yeah, there. nobody. No, it was empty. Empty building. So like, you give our team a full empty building, you know, we're gonna create content. Like that, that's just yeah. what it is. So let's talk about some of that content. One of the first pieces of content that we filmed, it was your idea. Yeah. You said, hey, Niall, I want you. We have the opportunity to work at the Huxley, okay, because of my location where I'm here. I'm willing to work during the holidays. Mm-hmm. We should make a vlog video, okay, like Home Alone, where it's all a dream that we got the Huxley, okay, and then we started selling the units. So here is a quick clip of that vlog video right now that allowed us to win the project just a couple months later. Here we go.
No, what's going on, man? The office is so dead right now. I know. Well, it's the holidays, so everybody's out of town, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder why, but at least lucky us, we have the whole office to ourselves. I know. Perfect time to rip calls, bro. What the? Oh, look what I just found. Are those the keys to the Huxley? Zerhan's hottest new development in East Harlem right now. 71 units ranging from studios and three bedrooms, the most amazing finishes close to Central Park. Uh, yeah. You wanna go check it out? Let's do it. Dude, call, call Samantha right now. I'm gonna call Samir, let's call the team. Dreaming? I think I was. All right, let's get back to work. Did that just happen? Should we go back you, to you've work? You've been here the whole time. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay, so that clip literally shows exactly what we did in order to win the Huxley. So that was the first step. In, in, in saying, okay, hey, we're a new development team. We're not just any other team, right? Then we, everyone on the team, myself, you, Steven, and Samantha, that was the team at the time, we all posted the video at the exact same time on Christmas Day so that a lot of people can look and watch the content. They had time that day. So we thought from a marketing standpoint, strategically, it'd be the right thing to do. We did that, okay? Then a couple months later, we were approached with the opportunity because we crushed it when we were up there um, and you specifically did a great job. We always said, well, remember that one picture? Actually, you know what? Let's do that. Let's show a picture of Samir with the keys because that's what you did. You said, shit, man, they shouldn't have let us get these keys, boy. <laughs> you got the keys. We're running around showing the place. And, uh, you know, we started doing deals pretty quickly. You know, once we won the project, the pitch was, was uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't the, the easiest, but we, we made it happen. And we, and we conveyed that, you know, we were the, the folks for the job and we were going to get it done. Um, then we got the project. I was literally on site with Samir the first day. And the first showing we ever had, we secured an offer. And then that was the first closing we ever had. So it happened pretty quickly. And um, what I love to do is whenever I get a new project is just understand a who the demographic is who your buyer persona is who your avatar is number one number two um, our goal is to bring offers so even if they don't want to make an offer I would always encourage someone to make an offer right and in this case she wrote an offer form on site right then because I mean I'm not really going to wait for her to go home and make me an offer let's do it then 
And then I started communicating to you, okay, these are the things verbiage-wise that I think I need you to start using. And we started working together in fine-tuning our pitch in our craft so that once we had the people in place, we could capitalize on those opportunities. So tell me just a little bit after I kind of did that first deal and then started setting you up, what would happen, not only from you know, what to say to the client's infrastructure standpoint, but then, you know, building out the office, getting the interns, uh, building out the systems. Yeah. Talk to me just a little bit about that process when, you know, marketing the Huxley. Yeah, I think the, I think the first step was um, we, we, we kind of saw how our new development team in Surhan in general likes to operate yep. a little bit. And it was pretty similar to how, you know, we operate as a team and operate at a couple of our other buildings. So yep. that from that standpoint, it was really easy to implement and not think too much about like, oh, what do other people need and what do, how do we need to do this and how do we need to do that? Yep. It really just allowed me to hone in and focus on, okay, that's how they want it done. Uh, we do a lot of the similar things. So like that process and that step will, will get taken care of. No problem. Bam. Then the next step is, is the showings and securing offers and securing deals coverage. and coverage. And, you know, with a, with a brand new building and, and uh, new development, you know, we, we understood that there, there kind of is no, no, it's like bring offer. We're not dealing with, you know, so yeah, it's and a John. hard no, it's a hard it's no, a hard like no. it's all good, but like our jobs to bring offers. So that's it. That's it. And it's like, you know, we, we are good at handling objections because that, you know, it's that's all we've been doing. That's all. That's all we do. It's like you know, you hand how you handle objections and how you really get to down to yeah. the minutia and the the fine point of like why does why did the buyer say this or why did the you know potential because it's not black are, and white. It's not always this gray area that you have to interpret and listen and all this jazz. Yeah. So and you're having you know people come off the street and when you're dealing with new developments, it's completely different. Like you're you're selling the building, you're selling. The atmosphere, the, so ener the, the energy, the energy, of the, building. the environment, the neighborhood, the the doorman, the elevator, everything. Everything. You have ten different floor plans to show, so don't get locked in on one specific floor. Oh, you plan. don't like this shit? Great. Yeah. Me either. Let's go to the next one. Bam. Oh, you like this? Great. Let's focus. Yeah. So we want a higher floor. We want a lower floor. What are we gonna do? Yeah. So it's 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 just it's a little bit it's it's fun in the sense of like doing that right. So now we're you know and then we're building out a team right. We need the infrastructure to be able to you know. Respond to the developers quick. Respond to the to the buyers that just stopped just stopped through fast. You know, get them the information that they need. Visitor tracker, Visitor logging tracker. all the information, daily reporting, weekly reporting, developer meetings. I mean, if it's one person or two people and you don't have systems, I'm already exhausted just yeah. by just by saying that and listening to Smear for this time. So what we've done and one of the mm -hmm. reasons for our incredible success at a very challenging project and price point and location, by the way, um, is because we're just animals and we just get after it every single day. And if you want to get it, you can do it. But it, it really takes you to dig deep and to, and to call that person that you've called 15 times that has told you no, 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 Samir, no, Samir, no, Samir. But then you just keep calling them and then eventually you wear them down and you get them back in the building. And once you get them back in the building, then you got them for good, right? Now they live in the building. So that happened a couple of times. So I think one of the main things that, you know, I love about you and hats off to you for working on this project and doing it so great is to a degree, you just keep going even when it looks like I, I like to say, like, you know, you're a little dumb. 
right? Like I'm, <laughs> like, I'm also a little dumb. I've been yeah. doing this for 15 years. And for That's the first we... 12 years, I was making very little money, decent money, surviving, meeting great people. But, you know, people are like, you're an idiot. Why don't you come back home? I'm from Connecticut. My family's like, just come to Connecticut. You're struggling. This looks like it's hard. And I was like, but I like hard. Yeah. I want hard yeah. because I know that in the challenging moments, that's where I grow and become the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was a lot of the really great things that I kind of implemented or installed into you is that is that having that drive. So tell me a little bit what changed this summer, because we were doing pretty decent amount of deals when the interest rates were at two, three, four percent. Then the interest rates started jumping up to five to six percent in the summertime. Yeah. And then we had to navigate that. So somebody who would go in and February or March or April, who would buy at the Huxley, you know, their monthly payment might be 2,200 bucks. Now that monthly payment is 2,800, 3,200, 3,500, which is almost double in some cases. And it's like extremely taxing. So how did you infrastructure wise and uh, general real estate skill wise pull off almost the impossible. I mean, hats off to you, man. So sure. by, by the way, I'm obviously there and I'm managing Smear in the whole process, but you know, I gave a lot of responsibility to you because I know that with your four years of working with me in my very serious and specific type of training that you were totally prepared. Now, yeah. when you did this and sorry to cut you off mm -hmm. is when you did this, I, it was very difficult for me to, to, to release the reins a little bit, but that was something that I felt <laughs> That was something that I felt was necessary for me to give you mm -hmm. the confidence to say, all right, Niall's not micromanaging everything. And I really let you kind of run with it. And you did an excellent job. So just tell everyone about that experience, what you did, how you did it, who you brought in into the fold and what happened. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we had like six interns over the summer. Six interns, by the way. Six. And we, we really had seven. A couple were doing other things for us, but I really had, um, you know, I had like three to four guys that were really my aces um, that I relied on to do very specific things and just continue to do said things. Like their summer, you know, we might have, you know, told them this, that, and the other, but, you know, we're, we're talking very, very specifically. And what, what, what I first realized is when you're dealing with new development, you know, a lot of these agents and, and buyer side agents, you know, all, all being great in, in everything, they, they might not have new dev experience. Mm -hmm. And it's a different sale. It's a different sale. You have to know how to coach your client on what they're, you know, what to expect with a new dev exactly. and what, what they're getting with the new managing expectations, managing expectations, but also, you know, t talking about all the benefits and, and, and those sort of things. So not only were, did I learn very fast that you're not, you know, just talking to the buyer, you're talking to the agent yeah. as well. Yeah. And you, you know, a, a lot of deals that we do and, you know, some, I'd probably say 70, 75% of them are direct because we can, you know, coach and, and, and teach the, the buyers what to do. But in those times that you are dealing with buyers, agents, and uh, other people that are making decisions, um, you have to be able to, to speak clearly and, you know, coach them and help help the whole process. Yeah, because sometimes, look, if it's the first time that a buyer's agent has done a new development deal, there's closing costs that are involved. There's attorney fees. There's a million different things. Not a million. There's, there's a handful of things that are strategically or, or just fundamentally much different than a resale. Right. So not only do we have to coach the client on what to ex expect, a client comes with a broker, then not only do we have to explain it to both of them in person, but then every day, and one thing that I noticed that you've done an excellent job at, 
at is just hitting the phones. And it's not just calling outbound leads, it's hitting the phones, meaning calling that showing that you had a week ago, saying, what are the questions? Yeah. Do you need help? Can I help coach you on how to say it? Oh, you need a pro forma on an investor uh, cap rate deal for our studio apartments? Well, I'll do that work for you. So you would exactly. take a lot of that work and guessing work. You know, you'd say, instead of saying, hey, Sally, go put this together for your client. And Sally's like, oh, I don't know. And then it never gets done. You know, what you do is you say, I'm involved in the deal. I'm a quarterback of the deal. I had mm -hmm. a literal episode about being the quarterback of the deal as a podcast. And then you as the quarterback would then call that agent. And then the other agent you showed, and the other agent you showed, and the other agent you showed, and made sure that they knew what to say to their clients so that you were not only putting yourself, the developers, but also that agent in the best possible scenario to win the deal on behalf of their clients. So talk just a little bit about some of the infrastructure with some of the ACEs, how that went, you know, in, in your strategies for, for getting some of these deals done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had, um, you know, I had kid named Josh and he did very specific, like putting together what's up, Josh? What's happening, Josh, my guy. Um, good to lane win the other day, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he would, I, I learned obviously, I mean, you're dealing with kids, you're dealing with college students, whatever. And you're, you're anyone on your team that you bring in, like you're finding their strengths and their weaknesses and you're Absolutely. putting them to work. Like I had, you know, a couple of interns that were, I'm like, okay, you two, Go take a video of every single vacant apartment and put it on YouTube. And then go back through the apartments and make sure they're all clean and ready to go. And then, you know. But why is that important? Why is it important to have a logged database of every single unit and view of a 71-unit building? Uh, because it is guaranteed that somebody's going to ask for said thing. And if you just go ahead and do it, you know, at the beginning. Once again, everything that we do on our team, and you've done a great job of, of doing this, like, do it up front and we and then log it. it store log it, it so you can access it within it. a second. And now it's 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 rinse and repeat because we're you know, you take over a new development, hopefully, you know, you 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 have the building until it's sold out. Well that, you know, in the time frame is gonna be year, year and a half, you know, sometimes two years, depending on what, you know, type of building you're dealing with. You need all of those things ready to go at at, at the jump. And it's operations operations. Tactics. The whole thing. All like, the follow-up emails are email. dialed in way earlier. I mean, Samantha and I hammered that out one of the first weeks that we were there. Yeah. And it makes our follow-up. I mean, we could do follow-up with 10 different clients in the amount of time that it takes um, a normal agent who doesn't have this system to do one. Yeah. We, we are accomplishing 10x what everybody else is simply because we're dialed in the systems. Everybody on the team is fully uh, bought into the program. Okay. Yeah. Some people on the newer end are still trying to figure it out, but you know, you're a champion of these systems and you install these systems throughout. And what does that look like when you're a developer? We have all these developer calls every single week. Yeah. And at the beginning it was very challenging because we hadn't sold anything, yada, yada. Now the tides are turning. We're more than 50% sold. We're having incredible momentum. We sent out two contracts. Um, today we have what, yeah. We have 35 closings last year yeah. in 2022, which is totally bizarre because that's a lot. 35 to be able to manage that. I mean, last year we did north of 75 deals and nearly closed $100 million in real estate. Think about that. That is a serious, serious operation. And it doesn't happen by chance. It happens because we have systems. It happens because not only did I create the system, but Samir bought into the system, championed the system, follows the system, teaches the system to everybody within our organization. And that has become our culture. Yeah. I think 
guaranteed that what what me and you do very well, like we like to be on the phones and we like to negotiate and get the deal done. But I also like to be on the phone and, and you know, have two interns working on our on our desktops as an extension of me. And I'm standing up, I'm on the phone and an agent or a client or a buyer needs something right away. Well, my intern's listening in and that email's already going out in real time as we're speaking. So like there's that. And, you know, the speed and the reaction time, uh, developers pick up on that and they see. They understand, like, a lot of our deals get done after hours. Like, we have set open house times every single day, which one of our agents on our team will be there on site no matter what. Because people see open house times, and it might say by appointment, but people just walk by a building. And they walk in, and shit, we're doing, you know, we just did two deals, or walk-ins, cash, you know, you know, $1.3 million deals, cash, people walking off. off Hold on, let me digest this. So you did $2.5 million in deals in December of 2022 just because you were at the building, and that person just randomly walked in outside of an open house time. Walked in. So, I mean, that is a is a marquee example of doing your job. Most people say, oh, I'm the listing agent. I'll be there when I want to be there. This guy's there before he's supposed to be there and hours after he's supposed to be there. And if you have any question about why somebody like this is successful, well, that's the reason. It's because he gets it every single day and he works his ass off. And, you know, yeah. that is something that I do personally. You know, we always have our, some of our best conversations happen at 2, 3, 4 a.m. Because, like, we're both so jacked up and super excited about the opportunity that we have in front of us to sell out this building, to be at Sirhan, to be living in the greatest city in the world and selling some of the most luxurious properties that people have ever seen, period. Like, what a blessing, you yeah. know, and to have the opportunity to then take all the skills that we've learned and then package it all into um, a new building project like the Huxley and to see it kind of really, not only did we sell the Huxley out and I thought that was, er, sold a lot of the Huxley, not all of it, not yet, very soon though. Um, but, and there's been a lot of growth in that, but I would say that the most amount of growth that I've personally seen has come from Samir, uh, personally, you know, as a leader, because when he was working with me, even when he first came here, it was just me and him. We were, we were just the, the he was the junior guy. Yeah, you know? running along. He did almost ad- administrative stuff, assistant stuff. And then to give you the opportunity to run the Huxley full speed, okay, mm-hmm. that gave you an amazing set of responsibility. And that created the leader that you are today. And you're just getting started. You've only been in a very strategic re- leadership role for only a couple months now. But, you know, you've knocked it out of the park. And it's not easy dealing with, you know, six interns and five agents and, you know, 35 different walkthroughs or walk-ins and, you know, uh, brokers and buyers and all the different complicated conversations that have with, happen with that, with the buyers, or the developers, the brokers. I mean, it's very, very intense. But yeah. the leadership that you've seen, especially when I interviewed, this is how I figured out that Samir was really crushing it, is when I, every time I have an interview with, um, or every time I have an intern, at the end I interview the intern. It's called an exit interview. If you look at my YouTube page, there's a couple of them from years ago. But I have a lot more that are in unlisted links. And I ask questions like, what did you learn this, this summer? What did you learn? Who did you learn the most from? Um, and everybody said that they learned the most from Samir. And I said, this is a question that I always ask. I said, so how long do you think Samir's kind of like been, you know, managing and, and doing that? Because you've been doing it for, at that point, for two, three months. Yeah. And then the most. interns came. Yeah, at most. At yeah. most. <laughs> and then the interns came and I said, you know, at the end, I'm like, how long do you think Samir's been doing this? And like, he's been doing this for years. He's got to be doing it. For, I'm like, dude, by the way, this is his first project. Yeah. And they're like, wait, 
how is that possible? Like he knows exactly what he's doing. I'm like, it's the system. It's not the Huxley or Quay Tower or 100 Van Dam. And those are all amazing projects and they will sell themselves. But it's the system, it's the processes, it's the dials, it's the, the consistent follow-up, even when they tell you no and to go fuck off, to keep following up with them. And that, that level of follow-up and consistency was not only recognized by me, recognized by the developers, all the buyers in the building, but by most of the interns and the more junior agents that kind of have come to the team before you. And every single one of them says, Samir is an amazing teacher. He's an amazing um, coach. He's a, he's a great broker and I've learned so much and I'm actually shocked that he's been only been in that role for three months. So the fact is, is that, that nobody really can tell. You really came into your own super quick yeah. and uh, I'm very, very proud of you. And I just want to let you know that. So. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I love the praise and thank you. That that was awesome. Um, you know, but I, at the same time, I learned a lot of those things from you and it's, it's really like, yes, I'm, I'm very good at, you know, very specific things and, and things that you learn throughout the business and honing in my skill. Um, and I've kind of started, the city's kind of started to slow down a little bit for me and you, you know, you're like that fourth, fifth year guy that like understands mm -hmm. the system, knows what to do, but like, Really, honestly, it's it's running the actual play. Too many people like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they do it for a, mo a week or they do it for a month or they even do it for six months. It d That does not equate to success. You have to learn and run the play and run the system. Like we have a lot of newer agents, you know, on our team right now. It's like, you know, we have a lot of the same conversations. It's, listen, if, if we say something, it, it's we mean it. And it's not just to say shit. It's like it's yeah, we're a, also doing it right. We yeah, never doing tell somebody to never. do something that we wouldn't do ourselves. It's purpose and, and the systems and the play that the way we've set up our team and the way we, we do business um, allows us to bring out our actual strengths. And, and that's, you know, maybe the close or the negotiation point, but like with a whole entire building and, uh, you know, you're you need specific, you know, natural talent isn't going to get it done. It, it, on its own itself. You're going to miss a deal here or forget to call that person back. Like when we took over the building, we called people from September the, the first of day, 2021. The first showing they ever had at the building seven, eight months before yeah. we took it over. Talking we called about everybody. By the way, we're in 2023 and we're still calling those same agents and still calling those same buyers because until they tell us to fuck off or they've already, they've bought something, something else, else yeah. they're getting a call and they're getting an email and they're getting every single new update that could ever be possibly even if it's a semi half update like oh the, we painted the walls at the huxley great update <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter like they're getting an update because you need to be in the front of their mind and a lot of these people you know especially with new development or whatever else i, I i've noticed that you know they'll, they'll they'll see it and then you know a month month and a half later two months they circle back around and that's when they ended up buying at least, like, that's that's been the track record for the Huxley. But if you're not continuously following up with those people, um, you'll miss out. And so, you know, it, it's, it's really the system. And then, yes, the natural aspect of us being able to, we put the players in place, we run the play, but we can have our natural ability of closing the deal, negotiating the deal, um, come out and actually get the close after the fact. But a lot goes into being able to do that. So... Yeah. So a couple quick stats real quick, just to kind of uh, rattle them off here. So when we first took over the Huxley, we said we we're going to make a big uh, push on social. Um, 
within the first couple of months, we had over 3 million uh, views on TikTok. We've had a couple of vi videos that went viral. Okay. So that's number one. We've filmed a number of vlog videos in terms of content. While I'm talking about vlog videos, I want to just, while we have a second, flip to a quick video that we produced as a vlog in 2021 where Samir and I were talking about how to win a new development. Here's a quick mm -hmm. clip. The second way to get a new development is pricing. So that's one of the most important things. And I have Samir Vogan, my buddy here. He is our finance guru, runs all the comms. He's going to speak for a second about how we price new developments. Yeah, absolutely. First thing is very important is we hone in on a location. You know, in New York City, it can be from block to block, right? The difference between, you know, this building and that building. And once we get the location centered, it's all about running comps on other new developments that are going on in the Absolutely. area. If something's already just launched or about to launch, you can see Basically. what went on, right? So every price per square foot price was. Price per square foot. Everything from amenities, finishes in the unit, how many units there are, how many bedrooms are in each unit, what the floors look like. Is there a dormant? Is there not a dormant? Is there a bike room? Not bike room. Roof deck, pool. It all comes into account, especially uh, on the financing side of things. We build up our plan and then we run comps and for real, go go to other buildings. I'll take Scout pictures. I'll take pictures. I'll take videos. Go incognito if we need to. A hundred percent. You know, act like I'm a buyer and going in and seeing what's going on. I mean, it takes that level of focus and that level of detail to get the comps in front of the developer and say, look, we did all this research. We understand the market. This is what we feel the pricing will be and this is why. And we, we give you those reasons with tangible data and facts. So we just came back from that clip and that clip was exactly what we're talking about. We had the vision, we had the plan, we knew what we were going to do, and then we executed it. So we've created so many different pieces of vlogs and contents, events. We've thrown events with local vendors or restaurants in the area. We uh, had Dylan LeMay. Shout to Dylan LeMay, by the way. Dylan is um, an influencer. He's a client of, of ours. He has, what, 12 million um, TikTok followers. He just opened up a place on Bleak, Bleecker Street. It's called Catching Ice Cream. Um, it's totally amazing. He came one day um, to an event we threw at the Huxley, and he was throwing ice cream at people. We also that night had True. a very dear friend, uh, one of my best friends, Trip. Uh, trip art. Um, he's a pop neo popism artist. Um, Mikey actually here is a producer of this podcast knows trip Two, very small world. We found that out today. Um, and trip came, I, I, I got my hands on some mannequins. Yeah. Okay. Got some hands on some mannequins. Trips an artist. He does live painting. We brought the mannequins to the Huxley, put it on the roof, had, you know, ice cream, live painting, food, drinks, created vibe, put a video up. Here's a couple quick, just like quick, quick vids from that vlog video where we threw that event with Trip and the mannequins. Here you go. We found all this clothes from my Burning Man supply kit. And this is like break in case of an emergency. And we're breaking it right now. How's that look? Yeah, and I literally got an arm. <laughs> Okay, we are halfway through the event right now. It's going off pretty well. The sun is about to set. It is 420, and we have Dylan LeMay over here crushing it. Let's go say what's up to him real quick. This is Dylan. Just say hi to Dylan right now. This guy is literally the man. He crushes it. And then over here, we got Trip. 
Tripp's doing the live painting on the sculpture. Right here, we got McPeak, but don't worry, we'll, we'll keep going over here. Everybody's using the mannequins to take photos. We're using that to get a lot of hype around um, the property. Look at this, we got Sirhan uh, swag, we got hats, we got all kinds of gear. Uh, a lot more people are planning to show up right now. So hopefully they come, it's gonna be awesome. Let's go. So now that you just saw that, you could see that we put a lot of attention to detail. We bring the right people mm -hmm. to the projects. And then we make sure that we create the content and then push that content out to other people to just get the overall exposure and awareness of the project out. And, and I think we did an excellent job from a marketing standpoint. You know, I lead a lot of the marketing initiatives within the team. And then Samir is kind of the day-to-day making sure that all the people that need to get followed up with are getting followed up with and the showings are happening, et cetera. So it's a great combination and a great balance because the way that I could see it from a 30,000 square foot level is like, I'm like, okay, I think we need to do this now. And you're like, well, I don't need that guy here. I'm like, nope, we're going to hire a guy for the event. So you have a runner. I can't have you doing hosting, setting up tables, yeah. doing that. And you didn't want to do it at the beginning, Samir. But I said, fuck off, bro. I'm paying the guy. I don't care. He's going to be there at this time. Use him. Right. So I make sure that the infrastructure for you is there so that you're able to execute at a very high level. Mm -hmm. So I'm just really proud of you. And I want to talk about the Huxley today. And I want to just thank you all for listening to this podcast. Before I exit, I just want to ask you a quick question. What do you see happening this year, 2023? I mean, tell me just a little bit about the Huxley. We have, what, 40% left to sell. How do you see that selling out? And, and what do you think are some of the expectations that you have um, as we uh, uh, get into 2023? Yeah, I, I totally expect, um, you know, to, to continue our track record of, you know, we were averaging for the last, like, four or five months, we're averaging a contract a week. So based on, you know, based on that, I by the end of summer, you know, we should be, very, very at the tail end uh, of the building. Um, continue to grow the team. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to continue to crush that. Um, we've got some stuff in the works now. We, we have some stuff in the works. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Like, we're, it's, it's sonic boom time. I think that we've reached um, a level of setting the pieces in play, and now it's like press the start button and just, like, go to the moon. So... You know, we have some things in the works. Don't know if we can talk about it right this minute. No, nah, you guys um, are going to hear about it as it comes. We could only say a couple of things like more new devs and yeah. <coughs> Miami. Yeah. But needless to Miami, we'll talk about that later. Después, okay? Yeah, it, it, it's it's it, the times now, and it, I love it because we've we've had you know some success moving forward, moving forward. But like we feel like we're just getting started, and it's uh, 2023 is our year and. By the way, we're already on 2024. So, already, I mean, if you're listening to this, like 2023, guess what? Done. We did what we said we were going to do. Boom. 2024, we're waiting for you. You know, if, uh, you know, Mars, Elon, the moon, you know. Elon, the offer still stands. Okay. Yeah. I've been telling you for a long time, Elon, you and I are going to work together. Just take over Mars. Samir, Ryan, and I will fly to Mars and we will sell plots of the moon for you as your exclusive <laughs> space realtors. Yeah. Uh, what he said. 
Okay, what I said. All yeah, right? I'm you down. You got that, Elon? Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Um, so anyway, thank you so much, Samir. I really appreciate, appreciate you, you, and thanks for coming on, talking about the Huxley. Very impressed with all of your, um, your hard work. You've literally crushed this building, and I'm just super grateful that every, every single one of you are watching this podcast. I know this was a long episode, but you have made it to the end. Please make a comment. It really makes me feel good. Uh, please like, please subscribe, and like I always say, mash that notification bell because you're going to be notified of all the listings and all the videos that I be dropping. All right. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to share the next episode with you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.